0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back. It is January 2nd, 2018, and this is Sarai Darbandi. I am your host of the Spirit of Aya podcast. And today we're going to be talking about two words that are pretty important set and setting. These two words kind of describe the dance that occurs between our inner and outer worlds. So When we talk about set, really is talking about our mindset and our body's chemistry. And then setting is our environment and what is occurring in it. And how these two relate to ayahuasca are pretty important. Um, But before I get started, I also wanted to mention, I totally forgot about these. I wanted to advertise my good friend and my cinematographer and co producer of our doc- documentary, um, The Spirit of Aya. So you can find his work um, at avai.media. That's A V A I dot media, M E D I A. And Avai can help you do anything um, from take simple photos to create an entire film production with you, inquire for pricing and more by visiting his website. So that is my co-producer and cinematographer for the documentary we're working on. So back to set and setting. Um, so first I was going to go over exactly um, what to consider when uh, i thinking about set. So, one of the things um, to think about is not just um, our minds, but also often there is a dieta that is prescribed with ayahuasca ceremonies and ayahuasca rituals and when um, preparing to go to either a retreat, perhaps a shaman's home, we'll get to that more in a second when we talk about setting. What dieta refers to, it is a Spanish word and it means simply enough. So the purpose of this is to cleanse the body, to have more quote-unquote room in the body to either receive lessons or to work through one's challenges or issues throughout the ceremony. And this may sound abstract or esoteric, But there does seem to be some sort of place for the ritualistic behavior before embarking on an unknown journey. That is what sitting with ayahuasca in ceremony is considered. It is considered a journey that you go through. Um, And it's painted with emotion, visualizations, bodily sensations, lessons, and really an experience of a lifetime. Um, so the dietary guidelines can range from strict to loose guidelines, depending on where you're going for your retreat and really your personal comfort level and your experience with the medicine. Now I'm not here to make any specific recommendations for anybody cause I don't think I'm really the person to do that. However, I am just here to talk about what is going on in the world of ayahuasca and what we hear from different countries and as it begins to integrate into the western modern world so just some things to keep you informed on or just to consider when considering um, a dieta before ayahuasca things that you will want to think about avoiding are meat, dairy, pork, um, red meat, aged cheeses, fermented foods like soy sauce, fermented tofu, sauerkraut, yogurt, definitely alcohol um, so any like nutritional supplements that are processed, um, you know, like whey protein, soy protein isolates, anything that you would find in-, in a supplemental store just because it is, um, someone tried to call me, um, uh, it's processed. Um, so you're wanting to bring natural foods like fruits and vegetables into your body and staying away from those. Definitely staying away from artificial sweeteners that includes aspartame, that includes sucralose, um, and then other foods to consider, um, not having in your diet as well. Um, definitely caffeine, um, And then this might be a tricky one for some people. So this is all, this is a tricky one for some people. Um, So prescription drugs, Uh, in the weeks leading up to a ceremony, many centers strongly suggest that you stop prescription drugs, whether that's SSRIs, MAOI inhibitors, sleep medications, barbiturates, alpha beta blockers. And that's all to the discretion of the sitters, the caretakers, the retreat center that you're going through. Usually there is a form that you fill out and a medical questionnaire and history before sitting with a shaman or someone who is going to decide to supervise you during that process. So really important to consider those and perhaps this may be obvious or not obvious why you would you know, you would, um, stop taking those weeks before. And it's because there is a potential risk of those interacting with the medicine. Um, so then also street drugs, which also I would think is obvious, but perhaps not to some. So that includes cocaine, amphetamine, opiates, marijuana, MDMA, um, and other psychedelics as well, or plant medicines, LSD, psilocybin, and something else that people not they might not consider is, um, so refraining from sex or masturbation. And this is really to, once again, all of these are to bring your body into a sense of clearing and cleansing and keeping you open for the ceremony. Um, sex and masturbation can take away from your personal energy. Um, so those are just some things that, to help you prepare and that are in relation to preparing the set, which is your mind and your body. Some other things to think about as you're going into ceremony, when you are thinking about set is, um, you know, how is your stress level the weeks coming of the ceremony? Usually you'll plan when ceremony is. So, you know, you'll know months ahead of time or weeks ahead of time how to prepare your set um, and how you can mindfully decide like, okay, I have ceremony, you know, what. What can I not do without right now in my life? Do I really need to work on that project? Do I really need to be creating a new friendship or relationship right now? Um, all these things to consider and keep mindful, because it's the really what to to think about it as is like if you feel like you're expending your energy, you probably are. So anytime you can think about conserve, 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 those are kind of. Um, the things that you want to be thinking about and I mean it's it's not really a cognitive process all the time you know you're trying to check in with your body so it's more of a somatic meaning referring to the body um when you're when you're kind of a you know when someone maybe invites you to lunch or or you know something going on at work and sometimes these things are unavoidable you know we live in a modern western world and when we decide to do ceremony not everyone's going to understand like okay sally's deciding to take off in two weeks to go do a ceremony i mean you know there's a lot of places that you can't even bring up this stuff because it's not really widely acceptable at this point in our culture so it's like well, hey boss, um, you know this is a really stressful day, so I, <laughs> I'm preparing for ceremony. Can I leave early? No, that's not, you know, that's not going to happen. So, another way to combat stress is obviously engaging in um, a meditation practice. So, I mean, that can just be in the middle of your day where you are just connecting with yourself and you're taking a few moments to breathe deeply. You know, breathe like belly breaths. And just connecting with yourself and um, that way you can maintain, you know, maintain your emotional health, your mental health and your, um, you know, this all relates to stress, right? Because anytime we ignore our emotions or, you know, we just go, 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 it becomes too much eventually. So it does take a a lot of mindfulness um, as you're going through this process of um, preparing your set. Um, so yeah, let's think, um, the next part that I wanted to talk about is intention setting. So sometimes this doesn't need to be taken so seriously, um, with intention setting, it oftentimes can be just as simple, like, you know, whatever is meant for me to be shown. I want, I want to, be shown. Um, sometimes there's an intention of going into a ceremony of healing. I want to be healed from X, Y, and Z, or just a general blanket of, I want to, um, whatever spirit feels like, or my higher self feels like it needs to be healed from, please let that happen. Um, sometimes, you know, people go into ceremony, not just for healing, but they actually want to expand their, their personal spirit spirituality or their consciousness. So going in with that intention. So, you know, there is a saying that that mother ayahuasca is only going to give you what you need and she's only going to show you, you know, what you're ready for. So even when we set the intention, it's kind of, in my opinion, like this egotistical thing, thinking that we can control the show. But if anyone's ever, you know, heard about someone's story with ayahuasca, it's, it's pretty much, um, you know, you got to let go you have to surrender to the process um, however we are co-creators so um, we can work as much as possible um, by setting an attention for ceremony so but that was pretty much it i believe in t- in terms of going over set so anything that has to do with your mindset and your body in the weeks coming up to ceremony to um just prepare yourself. Um, And that's also kind of what I was talking about yesterday, the importance of preparation. And so all of these, these old daily habits, they add up in the end, and you will know this as you become more familiar um, either with just by listening to the culture of ayahuasca or actually participating in it, um, this process is important. Um, and I'm a really, I'm, I'm big on analogy. So preparation, we, we do that pretty much in, in all of our cultures. We, uh, we prepare every single day, you know, we have some sort of ritual, right. That helps us get ready for our day, helps get ready for that workout, helps us get ready for that yoga session, helps us get ready for whatever it is. So if you, if you're having a hard time thinking about any of these things, you know, Rituals, different rituals for different practices. So, this is a different practice and it comes with a different set of rituals. Um, So, the day of ceremony, most people report like extreme fear and anxiety, you know, which is normal to an extent. So, that doesn't mean all the preparation that you put in is worthless, you know, like, oh, I prepared so much. Why do I feel so much anxiety? Like, that's completely normal. Um, because no matter what, no matter how many ceremonies you do, no matter how many yoga sessions you do, you will always have your, your friend, which is your ego, you know, or some people refer to it like, you know, as as a set of thoughts, beliefs, or, or feelings that we have, right. That come from a, a different part of ourselves at times that is not maybe our true selves or what we would prefer to come out. So the thing that I would say or I would recommend is that you just tell the sitter, the shaman, the person you're working with that day, um, anyone in the group that's there, like, dude, I'm, I'm freaking scared. The probably what you'll hear is "me too" if from somebody else in the, in the ceremony, or you know, just encouraging words like, it's gonna be beautiful, it's gonna be okay, like we're all gonna come out of this on the other end, so just hang in there. Um, and it's true, you know, we all have fears when we really push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. And if you're a person who's even thinking about sitting with ayahuasca, you are, you are, you're pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. So I think that kind of ends the part on set. The next part I wanted to talk about is setting. So, and I find this really interesting, um, as ayahuasca kind of journeys its way over into the western world and engulfs all of us (laughs) as she slowly wakes us up, we're all trying to figure it out, you know, everyone who's in this kind of underground scene right now is attempting to either do it through a church or, um, do it through a group setting or do it individually and, you know, what I know, I've, I know a lot of people, um, in in the US who's, they're doing it different ways, you know, different ways will work for different people. And that's great because that way it can satisfy all the different subcultures that are present right now, which is beautiful. I mean, if there's one thing that is happening, it's that, it's that um, ayahuasca is finding its way, you know, through all the barriers through every single one of them, you know, even in our Western world when it's not fully accepted. So, um, and that is why the documentary is called the spirit of Aya, because this plant medicine has a soul of its own, you know, um, it's speaking to all of us. It's whispering to us, it's calling people. And that might sound like I said earlier, earlier, um, esoteric. Um, but there is a movement happening, you know, so, um, setting is always something very interesting to me to, uh, for me to talk about. So I think this is a very personal choice. Um, in my opinion, um, I, I encourage people to look at different websites, you know, there's, there's so many there's there's so many retreat centers out there. If you just Google ayahuasca retreat centers, I mean, you can really just dive your head right into the mind blowing possibilities of where you can sit with this medicine. Um, if you are completely unfamiliar with how to get access or how to do this, I would really recommend you hop onto the ayahuasca Facebook group, um, and that can give you access to. T- to countless people who've attended and actually run ceremony. So you can get you know, your information that you feel like you need. Um, so the things that include setting are things like, are you doing it in a group? Are you doing it one-on-one? What kind of music is gonna be there? What type of people are gonna be there? What are the traditions that occur before and after ceremony? I cannot stress how much this differs I've heard so many different things. I would love for people to call in and tell me more about the traditions prior and after ceremony and like, why do they do what they do? I'm not too sure. I think it's so awesome how everyone who's interested in spreading, basically healing and raising consciousness that they want to, you know, they want to put their own little twist to it. I just think it's so unique. Um, you know, is there is there played music off of Spotify, or is there live music? Is there rattling? Is there whistling? Is there traditional Icaros? Like, you know, it's it's really taking um, the culture of ayahuasca has subcultures within itself. There's the traditional way, and then I've seen so many other ways that are happening. So one thing to talk about setting. Like I said, it's very personal, you know, um, because if someone doesn't feel safe, then there's, there's no journey. You know, if someone doesn't feel safe in a group of people, I probably wouldn't recommend that you do your first journey in a group of people, you know, um, a lot of people who come to these ceremonies, they have a lot of trauma. They have PTSD, they have addiction, you know, so these are things to take into consider, which is, which goes right along with what I was talking about earlier, set. So what are you coming in with? You know, like, do you feel like you have some really deep things that you need to heal? Or are you just there? Well, I don't want to say just there, but are you there to, you know, do you feel like you're in a pretty balanced and, and positive place? And you're like, but I know there's more, you know, these. And so kind of how I was saying earlier, like the set and setting, it interacts it, 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 it dances together. So taking that into consideration, um, when you're deciding where to go. Um, so that's pretty much it as far as set and setting. Um, I would love to hear from those who have, um, you know, gone through extreme preparations to prepare their set to make it extra squeaky clean. (laughs) Um, and then I've heard of people who've, you know, they said they ate three trays of lasagna the day before. So, I mean, I just have no idea. I just find this really fascinating, um, and what people's personal journey is with ayahuasca and, um, and what they want to, to do in terms of, um, seeing it in their lives. And I don't recommend anyone eats three trays of lasagna and shows at the ceremony. I just always think that's a really funny story to share. Um, and I perhaps think it shows someone's comfort with the medicine, but I'm by no means, um, a guru and I'm not recommending anything. So, um, yeah. So like I said, um, give me a call in and let me know your experiences with set and setting. And once again, this is Sarai Darbandi. I am your host of the podcast, The Spirit of Aya. Um, I am the director of a documentary called The Spirit of Aya. And the website for that, if you are curious, is The Spirit of Aya. Um, That's thespiritaya.weebly.com. And I really appreciate if you've taken the time to listen to this today. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks.